0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to speak one more time about the devastating consequences of abandoning truth as a culture and as a country. I'm going to use an anecdote, a specific example about an opinion piece just this week that came out in the Oklahoma a prominent newspaper here in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City to be more exact, where a school board member from Deer Creek Schools bold face lies and I don't think anybody even noticed. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to The Rebellion. Welcome to today's show. Well, my voice is getting a tad bit better. Um, whatever I had, uh, the medicines that I've chosen to take, And as you know, my miracle drug of choice is NyQuil. No, I'm not sponsored by NyQuil. they should sponsor me as much as I brag about it and tell about how I think it cures everything. (laughs) At least it does for me. Maybe it's because it helps me sleep a little better, too. Anyway, I'm feeling better. Still have a little bit of a gravelly voice, so bear with me. My guess is in a day or two, I'll be back to normal. Maybe that's bad. Maybe this, uh... Maybe this, uh... Uh, This chest cold actually slows me down a bit, makes me a better communicator. Sometimes I think that's true. Anyway, that aside, today I want to talk about this issue of truth again, the devastating consequences. And I want to focus on that phrase. As you know, it's the subtitle to my book, Not a Daycare. Not a Daycare is the book where I challenge cancel culture. Uh, The snowflake rebellion, if you will the millennials and Gen Zers who have risen up on our campuses, as well as their uh, useful idiot professors who are demanding safe spaces where college students can't be challenged any longer with ideas that make them feel uncomfortable. And if a politician happens to win election that they don't like, then the solution is to provide those poor, bruised souls with counseling centers Fully equipped with coloring books and videos of frolicking puppies. I'm not kidding. You've heard me talk about this before. This is actually what they do. Um, This is where the word trigger warning came from. This whole concept of triggering somebody. This is where this lunacy of not challenging somebody's sexually debauched ideology and behavior came from. Well, if you want to do it, that's who you are. Who is anyone else to challenge you, even though what you want to do is immoral, inappropriate, and just yesterday was defined as sexual deviancy, even by the American Psychological Association. Never mind the church. That's where we as, are as a culture, and that's where we are in education. So when I talk about the devastating consequences of abandoning truth, I'm sen- essentially saying this, because we've stepped away from teaching truth, in our schools and teaching truth to our progeny, our own kids, we have consequences that we're going to suffer. And those consequences are lunacy, craziness, an upside down world where lies become truth in the hands of the powerful. And truth is sacrificed on the altar of lies by those. Obedient lemmings that just go along with the narrative, with the conversation, with the progressive march of history. Does all that sound familiar? I mean, we see it in every venue. That's the lesson of the COVID pandemic. Nobody believes anyone any longer. If I say, well, ivermectin works, those that are following the mainstream media will say, oh, you're taking horse medicine ignoring the fact that ivermectin has been used on people for decades in a very successful way and has been proven to be a very safe drug for people. By the way, this stupid response that ivermectin is a horse medicine is like saying that you shouldn't drink water because it was made for horses. I mean, this is ridiculous. Or penicillin or other antibiotics. I have horses. I know the I know the doctor, the veterinarian, comes out and gives them antibiotics. I know that I do use ivermectin as one of the medications for my horses. That doesn't have anything to do with whether or not it's appropriate for human use, too. There are lots of drugs that are used for multiple different purposes and species. For example, my horses get a tetanus shot. Does that mean I shouldn't get one? Because a tetanus shot was developed for horses? Again, stop and think about the logical foolishness of these people who have a knee-jerk reaction against ivermectin because it's been proven effective on people for decades, but also effective for the use in animals like horses. That, That makes no sense to discard it just because of that. And if you want to argue differently, then stop drinking water because my horses drink water too. You're, you're being foolish. So that's the kind of lie that our culture has bought. We know we're being lied to by Anthony Fauci. If you stand on my side of the fence and you say, wait a second, he said masks didn't work. And now he's demanding that we wear masks. He, he's forcing us to get vaccinated, even though the vaccines have not had enough time to be fully tested by definition they haven't been around long enough for us to know what the long term side effects will be we just don't know we can't know we've we've um, violated all of the standard protocols for researching and investigating the side effects of medicines before we release them to the public And we've exonerated these companies from any liability as we've done that. Our government is trying to force us to inject this stuff into our body. And those of us who say, no, I don't want it, are being maligned as somehow murderers because we're carrying a virus and spreading it to everyone else. Even though story after story after story in the media shows that it's the vaccinated as much as the unvaccinated that are passing this disease along. So getting vaccinated does not mitigate against transmission of the disease. In fact, some have dubbed this uh, Omicron outbreak as the pandemic of the vaccinated because a lot of people that are vaccinated are getting Omicron. Now, I don't want to shame them. Some people in my own family have been vaccinated, my uh, older members of my family, for example, and that's fine. Good for them. Good for them. It was their choice. They rolled the dice, they're older, they think that this is going to be of lesser risk than getting Delta or one of the more severe variants of the virus, and it may be, in fact, the case. So good for them. But the government shouldn't force them to get it, nor should it force you and me to get it. That's my concern, because it hasn't been around long enough for us to know. We just don't know what's true with regard to its long-term effects. It's still under emergency approval. Does that, does that mean anything to people? Well, it should. Anyway, I digress. I want to go into this article from this woman who's a board member at Deer Creek Schools down near Oklahoma City, and I want to read what she said and the bold-faced lies that she's promoting with regard to our educational system. We're being lied to about COVID, and we know it, regardless of which side you're on. Yeah, you're going to argue that you don't believe the other person's perspective because you think it's laden with lies. We're being lied to about LGBTQIA. We're being told that men and women are not biological facts any longer. All of us know that that is not true. We're being lied to because of political agendas in that arena, too. In fact, I've got a story I'll share with you probably next week with regard to recent research that has come out where they're saying that conversion therapy causes suicide. Well, you know what? The, the exact research that they're using proves that it doesn't. But they hide a major portion of their data in that research that they released. They, they, they literally do, and I'm going to share that with you. Um, global warming, climate change. We know that we're being lied to about that that they're fudging the data. They've been caught fudging the data to prove their political point. So Omicron, COVID, climate change, global warming, LGBTQIA, all of it is based on spinning information. Black Lives Matter, they spin the information. Critical race theory, they spin and manipulate and dance. They lie. And that's where we're going to go with today's show. Because this woman is implicitly trying to support critical race theory being taught in our schools. While she says critical race theory is not taught in our schools. She's a liar. Let's take a break and when I get back I'll share this story with you. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. I want to read a portion of an opinion piece that was published on January 2nd, 2022, in the Oklahoman. The title of the piece is this. In order to climb above 47th in education, Oklahoma must listen to teachers and students. This article was written by a woman by the name of Lori Bamford. She's uh, portrayed as a guest columnist for the Oklahoman. Uh, she's also a school board member for Deer Creek Schools, the Deer Creek School District. This is what she says as her opening salvo in this opinion piece. I recently attended a screening of Civil War, Who Do You Think We Are? Closed quote, by Rachel Boynton on education in America, followed by a panel discussion on the future of Oklahoma's public education system. The title got my attention because as a sitting school board member for the Deer Creek School District, we had a patron recently yell at us from the podium during the public speaking portion of the business meeting. Quote, Who the hell do you think you are? Close quote. Was the shout from the patron. I'm certain her question was rhetorical, but nonetheless, I have often thought about my answer since that meeting. Rhetorical or not, school board members are not supposed to answer questions during the public comment portion of the meeting. She throws that paragraph in there to explain why apparently most people were just silent, or at least she was. Anyway, she goes on in the next paragraph to say this. In Civil War, or Who Do You Think We Are, Rachel Boynton travels across the United States exploring how Americans tell their story of the Civil War and how our country broke apart and has never really come back together. Full stop right there. Okay, she's showing her cards right now. We've never come back together after the Civil War? Really? Really? Who, who decided that? And in fact, the way we came back together after the Civil War is something we should be studying right now rather than ignoring the fact that we, that we did, and denying it and lying about it, and say somehow we never reconciled. We never came back together as North and South and became the United States again. Maybe the reason we did come back together is we practiced something that's the exact opposite of what this woman and the producer and director of this movie is trying to tell us, that we're still divided, that we're a divided states, and that we aren't a United States. Maybe their language, their worldview, their agenda is divisive rather than unifying. Did you ever consider that, Ms. Bamford? So her, her bias is what she's showing right off the bat, that somehow she understands the division in America, the divisiveness of America differently than those who would argue that we are a United States and that the Civil War took place in the 1860s and that by God's grace, a miracle, a miracle of providence and a miracle of the wisdom of those that fought that war, war north and South, south, excuse me, There was a miracle that took place, and we actually were able to set our swords and guns aside and come back together as families, as states, and as a country. And that we moved forward positively rather than got mired in the negative. Okay, that's me, all right? Let's get back to her article. The next paragraph is, School was my safe space, oh my land, anyway school board member, or any teacher that buys that pablum should be fired. I mean, safe space? Oh, you've heard me on this. School isn't supposed to be your safe space. Say it one more time. School isn't supposed to be your safe space. It's supposed to be a place where you learn. Not where you're coddled, but where you're confronted. Not where you feel comfortable, but where you are challenged. Ugh. Again. School was my safe space. It broke me to hear an Oklahoma student say that she didn't feel safe to talk about issues of racism and equity at school. This is why Oklahoma is ranked 47th in education. What a huge leap of logic or lack thereof. We're ranked 47th in the nation because of what? Because students don't feel safe in school to talk about Issues of racism and equity. Again, the word equity rather than equality is a red flag. Equity is a critical theory term. That's a fact. They don't want you talking about equality. They want to discard equality and replace it with equity. Okay? Not racial reconciliation, but racism. Okay? You can't be a non-racist. You have to be anti-racist. This is the language of critical theory. And this woman is already jumping into at least part of that language, part of that lexicon, that vocabulary. And then she's claiming that this is the reason we rank 47th in education. Well, maybe the reason we rank 47th in education is we're teaching her crap in our schools rather than 2 plus 2 equals 4. The the facts of science rather than the politics of science. Maybe we should be teaching that kind of stuff rather than her progressive agenda. Anyway, she then goes on and says this. So I have my own question, my own rhetorical questions, she says. And here she goes. We insist on accurate information and facts when we teach math and science. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't? we have the same expectations in teaching history. We should trust our students with historical and factual information. Our students have access to history and information at their fingertips. We should allow them to ask questions and learn with professional educators. Full stop. Well, first of all, do we insist on accurate information and facts when we teach math and science? People from her own agenda, this woman's agenda, tell us that two plus two equals four is a product of white privilege. Has she refuted that? Has she said that that's nonsense? Has she said that mathematics is an objectively factual process and it has nothing to do with race or privilege? Has she challenged that nonsense that's coming out of those that support her agenda of safe spaces? Has she challenged this movement that we shouldn't grade on accurate answers when when it comes to mathematics, quizzes, and tests. Has she challenged any of this? My guess is no. Okay? And if she says that it does that, that 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 stuff isn't happening, then she either is incredibly stupid or she's a liar. Maybe both. So she says we insist on accurate information and facts when it comes to teaching math. No, we don't. And science? No, we don't. I, I want to ask her right off the bat. Do we insist on accurate information when it comes to biology, physiology, male and female as the, um, as the dualistic reality of human existence and the existence of almost every other organism on the planet, or at least mammals? What other mammals are not bifurcated as male and female? A dichotomy. Uh, 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 two, two two sexes, not multiple sexes, not different sexes, but opposite sexes, male and female. Are we teaching that in the classroom? The answer is no. So she's lying to you right off the bat that we insist about accurate information, in math and sciences. We don't. And in fact, her agenda is teaching the exact opposite of that. But then she goes on and uses that lie as a platform to launch into this. Why wouldn't we... Expect the same in teaching history. And why shouldn't we trust our students with factual information? So she's implying that somehow someone is pushing an agenda in Oklahoma that denies the factual, the availability, the access to our students concerning the factual information of history. This is a lie that the left has pushed since the uh, issue of Bill 1775 um, in Oklahoma, which makes it illegal to teach what? doesn't say critical race theory, but it does say in the bill, 1775, I've covered it before, that it is illegal in the state of Oklahoma to teach our students that one race is inferior to another race or that one race is superior to another race, period, point, period, point, end of it, full stop. That's what 1775 teaches. Well, listen to this paragraph in terms of what this woman is saying. This is her most egregious lie, and she knows it. Listen to this paragraph. How and when have we become this society of parents? So she's attacking parents, you and me, that insist on shielding our students from discomfort. You're the one that just argued for safe spaces, and now she's accusing you of shielding your students from discomfort. Your students apparently don't deserve a safe space in her mind. I, this is so contradictory. She goes on. Real life is uncomfortable. Okay, so she's arguing what I've tried to argue, that college, schools, education is supposed to create a little bit of cognitive dissonance. You're supposed to be uncomfortable with the reality, the factual nature of what you're learning. Real life is uncomfortable, and by insisting that our students avoid all discomfort and all uncomfortable conversations is doing them a huge disservice. Okay, we agree on that. So let's Include some conservative commentary and debate within the educational process on everything from climate change, global warming, LGBTQIA, conversion therapy. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the facts of conversion therapy and whether or not that should be illegal. Let's talk about COVID and all of the pandemic um panic that's taken place over the last several months and whether or not you should be forcing students to wear masks when they don't work. Let's talk about some of that uncomfortable stuff. Let's talk about capitalism and free enterprise being superior to socialism and communism. Can we talk about those facts? Well, clearly this woman wouldn't want to do that. Then she goes on. How can they be expected, our students be expected to empathize with others in the real world, have difficult conversations and manage discomfort? Measures like House Bill 1775 and the lie, listen to this, and the lie that critical race theory is being or could be taught in our schools is nothing more than an effort to appease a base that is refusing to think about all students' history and the future of education in Oklahoma. What a boatload of crap. What a boatload of crap. This woman is telling you that it's a lie that critical race theory is being taught in your schools. That's not true. True. Critical race theory is being taught in your schools. You know this. Don't let her deny it. Well, they may not call it that. They may try to hide it. <laughs> they may call it equity training. They may call it a multicultural education. They may call it um, open conversations and the narrative of the progressive march of history. They may call it whatever they want to call it, but it doesn't matter what they call it. It doesn't matter what lipstick they put on the pig, just look at the basis, the presuppositions, the premises of what they're teaching. They're teaching you white privilege. That's critical race theory. And what's the definition of white privilege? That if you're white, you're privileged and you're inferior and you should apologize for being white and you should give up everything that you've worked for because of the color of your skin for the sake of redistribution to people with a different color of skin. That's racism, people. And that's the premise for critical race theory. There's nothing in 1775, House Bill 1775, that prohibits any teacher in the state of Oklahoma from teaching about the facts of history. There's nothing in the bill that prohibits a teacher in Tulsa, for example, from teaching the facts on the Tulsa race riots. In fact, I would encourage every teacher down there to teach the facts of the Tulsa race riots. They happened. And they happened because evil people did stupid and evil and sinful things. If those evil people were white, then say it. If some of them were of different colors, then say it. Teach the facts. But don't teach that one race in Tulsa is inferior to another race because of something that happened hundred years ago. That's not what you should be doing in any school because by teaching that one race is superior or inferior to another race, you're teaching racism. You're teaching our students to judge others by the color of their skin. You're ignoring what Martin Luther King Jr. said about judging people by the content of their character. This woman is suggesting that because we have House Bill 1775 in Oklahoma, that it prohibits a teacher from saying or doing anything that I just said and described in the past five minutes of this show. That's a lie, and she knows it's a lie. That's not true. Don't let these people continue to lie to you, call them out and say, what in the world are you talking about? There's nothing in House Bill 1775 that prohibits any teacher in the state of Oklahoma from teaching the facts and the reality of the Trail of Tears. The facts and the reality of the killers of the flower moon in Pahuska and Fairfax. The facts and the reality of the westward expansion of the United States. The facts, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the facts, there's nothing in 1775 that prohibits that. Nothing in the bill stops me from being a teacher and talking about the Tulsa race riots and explaining that this was a bad deal, a very bad deal, not a good thing, not a moral thing, not an upright thing, and that the people who perpetrated this should have been arrested, prosecuted to the full extent of the law. This woman is arguing that somehow that's now legal. And she's two-faced, she's duplicitous, excuse me. She's two-faced, and she is duplicitous. She's a hypocrite. She's arguing that schools should be a safe space, and then she turns around and suggests that anybody on the conservative side of the fence should be made to feel unsafe and uncomfortable. This is the consequence of abandoning truth. This is... A perfect example of what I've been been trying to say over the course of the last three or four shows. When you abandon truth as the standard measurement of right and wrong, true and false, good and bad, then you have nothing left but this kind of deception and dishonesty as the basis for education and everything else in our culture. Oh, frustrating. Frustrating. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.